Welcome to the Breakfast with Champions podcast, where every day we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration to help you reach your full potential. You can check us out at bwcdaily.com. On this show, we feature celebrity interviews as well as experts and leaders in fields like business, marketing, sales, branding, and mindset. Our goal is to give you a seat at the table to listen in on conversations with some of the most amazing people around the world, people who are doing the things you know you can do and reaching the levels you know you can reach. So get ready to be motivated and inspired and grab your seat at the table for the Breakfast with Champions podcast. And don't forget to check us out at bwcdaily.com. everybody here on stage. For those who don't know me, I am an emotional intelligence coach. I really dabble. I love this lane. I kind of live at the intersection of spirituality and neuroscience. And today I want to talk about presence and not the presence under the tree, but the presence of just being available and present when people are talking or with your family over the holiday. And truth be told, guys, I have a little bit of a slight obsession with people being present while they're engaging uh, with me. And maybe it's due to my highly sensitive nature, um, but I'm keenly aware on people's energy and tendencies, their feelings, their behaviors, and therefore I'm usually really um, quick to pick up. It's super easy when I pick up and I'm 100% tuned in to other people. And to be honest with you, all of us can do this. And so put a one in the chat if you've ever been around someone and they aren't kind of being present when you're talking and you can feel it. It's like heavy energy. And you know that they're really not paying attention to you. I see you, Monica. I see you, Debbie, Maria. Yeah. And I find it's a little bit disrespectful. And to be honest with you, I have caught myself doing it. I've done it with my children when I'm on a tight deadline and I'm trying to get something done and I'm on my phone, I'm on my emails and they're trying to share something. And so we have to really practice the art of presence. And, you know, there are cues, you can see them. And I can tell when they're distracted or they're disinterested when I'm sharing or they're confused or they're just not fully listening. They're just not fully there and everything in between. And I can tell more than anything that um, it tells me a lot about them. And oftentimes if I bring it up, they'll say things like, yeah, I didn't even realize, but you're right, I was doing that. I was thinking of something else, right? And I think this happens to a lot of people when we aren't slowing down in life and we have too much on our plate. And this sense of awareness actually extends to being deeply aware of not only myself, you know, but of my environment, my surroundings. And I think it's why I pick up on all sorts of, you know, little subtle subtleties that are happening around me. And we can all do this. It's just such a beautiful gift if we learn how to tap in. And you can call this a gift. Um, and of course, it has its pros and its cons, right? But with regards to the pros, it's actually allowed me to have genuine conversations with people and to be more present with them. And if I'm thinking of, you know, with uh, regards to the cons, it can get really, really frustrating and overwhelming being so aware of everything and sensing when people aren't present. It's actually really frustrating sometimes. So I get asked all the time, well, why are you so obsessed with people being present, though? And to be honest with you, I think on a soul level, 
And especially in this, you know, disconnected and unconscious society that we're living in, we all crave connection, right? We are hardwired, biologically wired for connection. And this stems from our childhood where we were really never seen for the true spirit that we really are. And I personally believe it's why so many people feel stuck and they can't be their true authentic self. But that's a whole new segment, actually. We're born into this unconscious world with unconscious parenting. And we grew up believing that we aren't enough or that we lack something. I mean, look at social media. You scroll through people's highlights. There are so many people wearing masks because they don't know how to be their true authentic self. They think that they lack something or that they aren't smart enough, wealthy enough, successful enough. There's not enough room for everybody. And what we do is we try and fill this lack with external things and identities, material items. But what we're truly lacking, guys, is connection. Connection from the, our true spirit, our soul, our higher self, connection from others, connection from life, from God, divine, source, universe, right? And our truest, highest, best version of ourself. And what is the solution to this? Well, it's presence. Presence awakens connection in us. And so I try my very best to be present with others, not only to exemplify what I wish to get back in return, right? The law of reciprocity, but it's the only true way to connect with another person. So what is presence? Well, I think by simplest definition, presence is just awareness and awareness is essentially and ultimately attention. When we are present with other people, it simply means that we are consciously giving them our full and conscious attention and awareness. It's that simple. And you can look at being present uh, with another as kind of a form of unconditional love. Because when you're truly present, there's no ego, there's no judgment, there's no hidden agenda, there's no distractions involved. It's just one soul being present with another soul. It's undivided attention. And I think it's something that we all truly crave. Now, this might sound pretty complicated and people might not understand when someone tells them to just be present with others as they, you know, might think that it has to do uh, with doing something for the other person or buying them things or showing them off to other people. Like, for example, when you have a baby, right, such as showing off your baby to others, like, look at what Maria can do and how smart Sarah is. Like, I've seen mothers do this all the time. But no, presence doesn't actually require doing. It's a little bit more simple, uh, simpler than that. It's actually just a matter of being, just being. And so when I say being, a lot of people say to me, well, Tara, what does being really mean then? Well, being simply means to just let yourself others and life just be without control guys without having to do or say or think anything without distractions expectations judgments or agendas it's actually your beingness it's Eckhart Tolle actually calls it his presence it's the energy of life it's peace it's existence and it emanates from deep within you. It is actually the truth of who you are, that beingness. And we are taught that we have, you know, we have to do to, to be something, but that's actually incorrect and backwards. And I saw Dora write that in the chat earlier this morning. I think it was around 6 a.m. Being actually has nothing to do with doing. Doing 
accomplishing or achieving, you know, they all have their place. But when you're trying to be present and tap into the essence of life, it's actually just all about being. And when you're present with another person, it's all about giving someone your time, your energy and your attention. We're actually purchasing an experience. That's where that whole pay attention comes from, right? It's all about tuning into their energy and their essence, their heart, and taking in the wholeness of who they truly are. So when I sit with Dora or Christina or Monica or Mary Lynn or Debbie or anybody here on this stage, I'm actually giving them my time and my energy and my full undivided attention and we are purchasing that experience with one another and that is where we have a greater deeper sense of love of acceptance and of connection and so it's really really important that we tune into their energy and their essence their heart and we really do truly take in the wholeness of who they are as a human being. And in practical terms, right, it needs to just truly pay attention to what they're saying and what they're doing and what they're sharing and what they're asking. And sometimes it requires no response from you at all. And it's also about recognizing when someone needs more of your presence, right? And then tuning into them wholeheartedly. So for example, like my children that I was talking about earlier, they are asking for my undivided attention wholeheartedly. And that means that we as parents need to start putting down our phones a little bit more. Now, this can be, um, it doesn't have to be draining, right? Or self-sacrificing. You don't think, you know, I don't have to spend all of my waking hours listening and paying attention to other people. That's not what I mean at all. And you also do not have to become this doormat for people who like to dump their opinions or their complaints or problems onto you. What you should do, though, is weigh the conversation and relationship and see if it's worth your time and your energy and your attention at that particular moment or that situation. This is why I keep my circle really, really small and really, really close to me because there are people who will take it upon themselves to take over your beautiful big heart. And a lot of people on stage here that I know personally have huge hearts and they become doormats for other people dumping all of their baggage and their complaints onto them. And we have to put up boundaries for ourselves so that we can protect our energy and we can be more present for other people. So when this happens, you can ask yourself, guys, simple questions like, is this conversation worth it? Or, you know, is this conversation meaningful to me? Do I care for this person? You know, does this person need me right now at this moment? I have friends I can tell without them even saying anything. It's their little subtle hints or their little cues or their little, you know, DMs on Instagram that they really need me right now. They really need to just vent. They don't even need me to respond. They just need to have somebody who can sit there and listen. Do I want to connect with this person? Do I want to upkeep this relationship? This is something that you should ask yourself all the time. And do I want to show my love? So basically, you have to kind of evaluate your conversations and relationships and determine whether or not you want to nurture them. And I do this all the time. If the answer is no for me, then I know it's time to walk away. But if you're deciding to maintain a relationship with someone, if you are committing to a conversation, if someone wants to share their uh, heartfelt feelings with you or if someone needs you, 
or you just simply want to be more connected to others, then you should definitely practice total presence. And so I wrote down five ways that are super easy, guys, for you, practical ways for you to be more present with other people. And then we'll open it up for conversation because I love open conversation. Number one is I want you to drop your agenda and your expectations and just listen with an open mind and heart. Expectation for me is the root of almost all suffering in this life. And if you want to be totally present with another human being, you have to first and foremost, stop what you're doing, forget about your expectations, your standards, desires, and just simply take in what the other person is saying. If you don't do this, then the whole time they are talking, you'll be focusing on not wanting to be there or having to be somewhere else or not having enough time to listen to them. You might even find yourself being annoyed at what they're saying, thinking of you know, what they should be doing that could be better or waiting for your turn to talk, disagreeing with their points of views or you know, just all sorts of disconnecting thoughts. And the other person in turn, I promise you, will pick up on your, your restless energy. People can feel it. We're, we're energetic beings, right? They'll feel that you don't want to be there or that you're not truly listening to them. And they will feel immediately disconnected from you. And this is what happens and leads to arguments. It leads to passive aggression. And it actually leads to really great relationships ending. Number two, and don't worry about jotting these all down, guys. We have bwcdaily.com where you can uh, sign up, subscribe for free, and you will get all of the insights and notes from every speaker throughout the day here at Breakfast with Champions. Number two is make eye contact when people are talking to you. In order to be more present when talking to other people, it really helps to look at them in their eye, either as you talk to them or they're talking to you. I mean, for me, first of all, like this shows the other person that you're engaged and that you're paying attention, right? Which essentially shows that you care for them and that you respect them. And I, I'm sure people have been in situations where you are sharing something from deep, like within your heart, something that might be even difficult to share. And the other person is looking away, they're not paying attention and it's hurtful and it feels disrespectful in order, you know, I think as my, um, I think I had a, I think she was a English teacher actually in school. She used to say the eyes are the windows to the soul. And so when you look someone in the eye, you can learn so much about how they feel. So it's no wonder that the connecting experience happens when you look at people in their eyes and making eye contact while, you know, talking with another also ensures that, you know, you're not off in your own world thinking about something else, right? You're not looking around, getting distracted, you're not playing one, two, three squirrel, and that you're not doing things um, or fidgeting while people are talking to you. It's a simple trick, but it's extremely powerful. Number three, I want you to engage in the activity that the other person is doing, but I want you to engage with them. So this, this could be called quality time, um, but I think it's a little bit more specific than that. It's not just about you know, hanging out with another and doing something that you both love. It's about immersing yourself into the activity that the other person is immersed into. So this is very, very common for any parents here that have children. So for example, if, you know, like getting on the floor and playing Lego with your child, right? Or playing dress up with your daughter, uh, making a movie with your teenager or helping your son with you know his homework like to actually immerse yourself 
in the activity. And I think it's important for many, many reasons, especially when it comes to love languages, but it, you know, we can apply this not only to kids, we can apply this to adult loved ones, you know, by spending your time doing the things that they love. If they love cooking, you can cook with them. If they love gardening, you can garden with them. You know, if they love scrapbooking, you can learn how to scrapbook with them, you know, or maybe, maybe they need help brainstorming ideas for some crazy new business idea. You can actually immerse yourself in that and help brainstorm with them, you know, and obviously I will say you should do this with limits, right? We don't want to burn ourselves out because you know, your no, it was Lolita Walker who taught me this. It's one of the most profound things ever. You got to respect your no. And so not everything is meant for you. Some things are exhausting, energetically exhausting, but the whole point is to go beyond what you like to do and into a world of someone else's and show them that they are worthy enough of your time, your attention and your energy. All right, number four, I wish I had a coffee beside me because I try and <laughs> replicate what Ramon does, but I don't think anybody can replicate it like him. Number four is just be with the person without having to necessarily do or say anything. This one, guys, is so important. Your loving and very peaceful presence can be felt without any words. And sometimes it's all that's actually needed. So for example, you can simply just sit next to, let's say your spouse and just be in the moment without talking or doing anything. It's what some people would call that awkward silence, right? So they kind of avoid it by filling the air with meaningless words and actions. But this is exactly what you need to get comfortable with doing. Just being in the silence without feeling like you need to do or say anything is extremely important to other people. You can be both right next to each other, sitting on the couch, comforting each other, and just your presence alone and enjoying that moment is enough for some people. Some people like to just vent and to release what's on their heart and there's no need to respond. It's just to be present. And so number five guys is simply taking in and observing the other person while they're in their element. So, and we're not talking about some like creepy stocky kind of way, but in a genuine, like I care for you, I see you kind of way. An example of this would be like observing and paying attention to your child playing or swimming or reading a book or maybe paying attention while your husband is cooking or working on something in the garage or building something or whatever it is that they're doing. Or your friend is drawing or painting. Your mom is like tending to her vegetable garden outside. Just simply take in and observe the other person while they are in their element of their passion and in their joy. It's about taking in the other person while they're in their natural environment. People can feel that. And the key is to observe them without internally judging, criticizing, correcting, interpreting, or even saying anything to them. You're just simply seeing them. You're becoming aware of them. And you can do this with a gentle smile on your face or you know, a loving look in your eyes so that they know that you're not judging them. But the point is to give someone else your full attention while they are doing their thing. And they might look up and they might see you watching them and they will sense your love and your presence and they will feel more connected to you and to their true nature, their authentic self. This is the perfect example of presence at its best. It's just simply becoming aware of another. And at the end of the day, when you want to show someone that you love and care for them, the best present that you can ever give them is actually just your presence. 
And so I really hope these tips above will help you, especially over the holidays. Just disconnect, disconnect from social media, from work. Sometimes we have to slow down to go faster, right? And this is the perfect opportunity for you to find moments of joy and happiness with your family, your friends, your loved ones, and just be present. And there are some books that I wrote down that are incredibly great for anybody who's looking to learn more about these uh, kinds of topics. I have an abundance of them, but I did jot down a couple for you. The first one is Mindfulness for Beginners, Reclaiming the Present Moment and Your Life. The author is John Kabat-Zinn. That is a phenomenal book. The second one on my bookshelf is The Mindfulness Solution, Everyday Practices for Everyday Problems, and that one's written by Ronald Segal. Then there is Wherever You Go, There You Are. This is one of my favorite books. It's Mindfulness Meditation in Everyday Life. And meditation is a huge um, component of my life. And it's not that you um, should not have thoughts in your head. It's that you are aware of your thoughts and to, you know, remove them from your head. It's almost like a brain dump and it's an energetic alignment. And that one, again, is written by John Zinn. And then the last one is Presence bringing your boldest self to your biggest challengers. And that is written by none other than Amy Cuddy. And if nobody has that book, you definitely need that one on your bookshelf. So I'm going to open up the floor for some discussion on presence um, and what their interpretation of it is. And maybe if it's a challenge for you, we can have an open discussion about that, but I will graciously open the floor. Hey Tara, it's Monica. Good morning. Good morning, sweetheart. I knew you were going to unmic. I just knew it would be you. You did. I love this discussion about presence. It's um, it's such a, it's such a big topic that we don't even realize is a big topic. I think in in so many instances because we are so inundated with external stimulus that wants our attention, and we have never truly, many of us, until we take it on ourselves, have never truly been schooled on how to direct attention, how to pay attention. And I loved what you said about paying attention because the word pay is the other thing we don't often think about in that phrase, pay attention. Um, because the only other thing that we that we use to pay with are things that are valuable to us, like our money, our time, right? We pay. And so the word pay indicates a value exchange, right? So I really loved that you brought that to the fore of this conversation because it highlights what the value is of your attention. Where we direct our attention determines the outcomes of our life. And so it actually is like handing over someone currency when you're paying your attention to them. And the other interesting thing I wanted to throw out for discussion is you mentioned earlier about listening and being fully present, bringing your presence to bear when you're in a conversation with someone. And the thing that came up for me was, and this may resonate with somebody in the room, it's hard to listen to other people in that way when you aren't accustomed to listening to yourself in that way. When you aren't skilled at listening to your own inner knowing without judgment, expectation, all these layers of rebuttal on top of it when you are not accustomed to or skilled at doing that it's very hard to do that for someone else so that's what's on my mind this morning thank you for jumping in here in the segment 
Oh, I love that. Yes. So when you, when we're little kids, right, we're always told pay attention, pay attention, right. Or even by your parents or teachers, whatever, but you are really, really just buying that experience. You really are. And anybody who knows me really well on this app knows like I am huge on energy and frequency. I am a huge researcher into it. And, um, I live kind of in that intersection that I was talking about earlier and we can really look at our life and then sit back, disconnect from everything and say, well, what am I giving my attention, my energy and my presence to? And from there, you can really see where you are stuck in life. You can really see where you need to move or maybe shift things around. I, I catch, I'm, I'm not perfect at this, Monica or anybody listening. This is something I really have to pay attention to a lot. And I am really honing into, and I've been doing it a lot lately over the last three months because for anybody here on stage that works really, really hard, and I'm sure that's everybody here, sometimes we just get caught up, right, in the everyday hustle and bustle and the chaos that we're not slowing down. And we need to slow down. We need to be more present with ourselves, right, and buy that experience for ourselves, so that we can share it with other people. And it happens a lot on this app, too. Like, people are multitasking. We're all, we all do it, right? We multitask, and we're not really paying attention. But the moments where we aren't multitasking or listening to speakers really, like, in depth, like, really listening to what they're saying, giving your undivided attention and energy, this is where we pick up on so many great gifts, like I learn a lot from you, Monica. I learn a lot from Dora and Christina and all the speakers and incredible hosts and human beings on on this uh, on this app and at Breakfast with Champions. And if we are more present and we listen to other people and the gifts that they can share, and then we collectively and collaborate we collaborate together. Sorry, collaborate together. That's where the magic happens. And so I encourage everybody to do a little bit more of that. Like lean into it, and it's a little uncomfortable sometimes because. If you're anything like me, I am known as my husband calls me all the time. You're like one, two, three squirrel, Tara. You're like all over the place because I'm always doing, doing, and doing. And I need to slow down to just be. And it's something I'm really focused on. And I really hope that everybody can take the opportunity, especially over this holiday, to just slow down and be. It's not in the doing, it's in the being. So I love that share, Monica. If you want to share the stage with me for half an hour, if you have anything to share, Monica, you are more than welcome. This is an open floor. I don't want to hog the mic from anybody. So, Thank you. Sorry. I appreciate the invitation. I may do that with you. I heard somebody. That was me, Tara. It's Maria. Hi, Maria. So you're bringing me back to my teaching days. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm, this COVID thing doesn't, you know, keeps your voice. It keeps your energy. It's crazy. But please excuse my voice. But um you're bringing me back to my teaching days. I used to teach seventh and eighth graders and I would tell them that, you know, paying attention costs you nothing. It's just be present, be here, let's learn. It doesn't cost you anything, but it will cost you if you don't pay attention. So then when you, when I, I actually now am, I'm a, I'm a realtor, I own a company, I have people that work for me and i ask them be present to your clients if you're not paying attention to your client it could cost you not only the deal but it can cost you your reputation so be present to your clients be present to your family's needs if you're not you're not able to focus on the the task at hand whether it be prospecting or it's just being at dinner. Like, so just think about the, 
price of not paying attention. And that far exceeds like, like anything. And so if you just do, I don't know if this is going to come out right, but if you just do what you're supposed to be doing in the moment, the, the, the future times, the, the time ahead is going to be much more pleasurable because you're not, um, fixing things because you might've missed a sentence or two because your brain wandered when your child was asking for something where you're like, Oh, how did I miss that? Well, you missed it because you weren't present in that moment and it really could have solved. So sorry. Could have solved a lot more problems. It could have solved the problem at hand. So, um, I hope that made sense, but it really was a great speech when I was teaching. It was such a great beginning to my, to my year. That absolutely makes sense. So first and foremost, I hope you feel better. Go get some Manuka, honey. That stuff is liquid gold. And it helped me through my voice challenges a couple months ago. So I hope you feel better. I, I encourage everybody to try and do something. So in my house, we have a little bit of a phone rule. So if we are eating dinner together or we are watching a movie, we have family night, we have, we have five children in this house. There's seven of us. So there is a rule that there's no phones, no phones at the dinner table and no phones during movies. It is something that was a little bit of a challenge at first, but it is a rule for a reason because we are easily distracted, especially with our phones in our hands and social media. But this is a great way to have that connection that I'm talking about. We can never, as a parent, as a mother, I can tell you, we can never go back, right? We can never capture those moments. And when you say, what does it cost you? That is exactly it. We miss all of those beautiful, tiny moments of joy and happiness and laughter because we are distracted and we are not being present. So that was a beautiful share, Maria. Anyone else? Well, we have a quiet stage today. Monica? Good morning. Good morning. Um, Tara, this is Heidi Wild. Hi, Hi everyone. Nice to you. Oh my goodness, what a beautiful reminder of the presence of present. And you know, uh, my love language is time, you know, or uh, being, being just put down the hammer, put down everything and just giving me quality time. And you know, earlier, Maria, I love that about um, what you were sharing with your students. What a gift. And to do that when they're young, you know, younger, and because we could spend our whole life being distracted. And um, I'm really learning. In fact, in the morning, um, I was just listening to about the power hour, the morning and the evening before we sleep and just being still. And that sets me up for a day of being more present and um, even when I'm outside and I'm walking, I'm just looking at things differently. I'm actually feeling like I'm looking through a child's eyes, the delight, the wonder, the formation of the clouds, the blades of grass, the leaves on the trees, you know, just the the sounds, all my senses are, are enhanced. Uh, and I, and it's a, it's a very conscientious effort to do this. And um, you talked about Tara when you were when you're with your children. Um, I talked about this the other day in a room. When I'm with my kids, my daughter is far away. She lives in London. She's coming home, and I'm gonna visit when I visit her and my son. I put the phone down, and I 
model that. It's it's in my purse. It's not even on my in my area, um, unless I have to you know show them something because I want to pay attention and to be there and to show that I'm there. And um, you know people are modeling it, and I don't even have to say, "Can you please put your phone down?" Uh, because it it happens automatically when I'm paying attention to people. And this wasn't always the case when I would be at dinner with people and, you know, you get the phone on the side of the table and everyone's picking it up and, and, um, it's just something, not just taking that word out of my vocabulary. (laughs) That's another thing. I'm being very aware of my, my presence with myself and when I'm talking. So thank you so much for this uh, conversation because it just brings it home, home to me, home to myself and home to who and how I want to be in this world um, with the people I'm with, the relationships I have. So thank you so much and wishing everyone a beautiful holiday, whatever it is that you celebrate. May you move in through this holiday with love in your heart and bliss. And as we move into 2023 and beyond, uh, may all good, beautiful things come to you. Amen. Back to you, Tara. Oh, Heidi, that was a beautiful share. So, you know, I I do go out into nature a lot. And I love that you said that because I do ground a lot. um, And I leave my phone at home. I walk across the street. I'm very lucky. I do have a forest across the street from my house. Um, But you all can find somewhere in nature, whether it's even your backyard or wherever that may be. And just go out and be present with nature. Even that in itself will actually help you realign your nine energy centers in your body and help you find that presence. It's about slowing down. I'm telling you guys, it is that is exactly what it is. We get so caught up. Do you ever just sit down and like look up at the trees and watch the wind blow through the leaves or look at the blades of grass just to be present? It is such a magical gift that we actually don't give ourselves often enough. And I think I look at my life and I, I, I realize, you know, and I think we get caught up. Well, who's that? I think we get caught up and we forget, you know, that our past, a lot of us are living still in our past. So it's very hard to be present when you are constantly thinking about the past, right? Or the future. The past is gone and the future hasn't even manifested itself yet. However, our thoughts, our words, our actions in this very moment profoundly affect the next stage of your journey. And every positive feeling that you have right now, right this moment on stage, builds those good qualities into the time that's going to come. And there's this like wisdom, this deep wisdom internally, right? It's our intuition. It's a deeper inner knowing that guides us to be almost alert and present and conscious for the current instant moment right now, right? The point of power where you can actually change your destiny. You can actually visioneer and engineer the life that you want. And when you give your total attention to people or, you know, your children, your friends, your family, your colleagues, to people here on stage or situations, your presence has a profound impact and it is deeply influential. And I hope that everybody understands the power of that because it is how you make people feel. It's not so much what we say to each other, right? Like I can say a lot of things. You can say a lot of things. This is, I always say to people, I don't even 
really believe what people say or what they do. I believe in patterns. I watch patterns. But when people show up and they constantly make me feel a certain way, that is what I remember. People, I, I'm not sure who actually was the original, maybe it was Maya Angelou who originally said people don't remember or yeah, people don't remember what you do for them. They remember how you make them feel. I think it was her. If I misquoted her, please send me a message because I don't like to do that. But it is so true. We remember how people make us feel. And so if you're not being, you know, mindful and you're not giving your undivided attention to the people around you, just think about how you're making them feel. And I think that is super, super powerful. So Monica, do you have any shares, love? Hey, Tara. I do. I oh, anyway. Oh, I was going to say one quick thing. When you were talking about being in nature and being present, that's when I hear a lot of messages um, from God, grace, universe, spirit, myself, you know, I'm getting goosebumps right now, whatever that definition is, the higher deity. And that's when I've been slowing down over the last, you know, year, two years, I've really heard my inner wisdom. So I wanted to just say that as well. Um, and I didn't even know what that looked like, how that sounded. I absolutely know the difference now when um, the mind is talking to me and when awareness is. So thank you. Back to you, uh, Monica. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. And I'm going to throw it right to Monica and Monica will run with it. I know she will. So when we are really quiet guys and we disconnect, we're always looking for answers outside of self. And you really need to stop doing that because you actually have all the answers within. The problem is, is that it's so loud around you. It's so chaotic that you can't hear the whispers. And I talk about this all the time. I used to talk about it all the time with Amelia Antonetti and all my other sisters and the sisterhood over there. But it's true. When we slow down, we hear it and it's loud. It's crystal clear. It's called intuition. And we're all gifted with it. We all have intuition. It's our greatest navigation system that we have. And when we learn to fine tune it, we can hear it and it's loud. It's really, really loud, guys. And you'll never make the wrong choice. Intuition will guide you. And the greatest way to tap into that is to slow down, to be present, and to just listen. Go ahead, Monica. I'll pass you the mic, honey bunny. Thank you, honey bunny, sugar pants. Um, I just love this conversation. And what I had jotted down, it was so funny because I was making some notes while I, I don't remember who it was that was speaking. It might have been Heidi was speaking. And I wrote past, present, future. And the, immediately after I wrote that was when you started talking about past and future. And I started thinking about, well, what does that mean? Like, how does our past and our future intrude on the present? And it th that's the consistency is that it, it does. And the wrestling back of the attention to the present is the work because that's what's intruding. It's either the past or the future that's intruding. The past might be what experience you bring to this situation. Have I been in this before? How have I been in this before? Who was with me in this before? What did they think about me in this before? I wonder what they're thinking about me now. Gosh, do you think they ever think about me, right? Or the future of, I wonder what's gonna happen. I wonder if they're gonna think about me tomorrow. I wonder what my neighbor thinks about me now. I wonder all these things. It's like those intrusive things because our brains operate so quickly so quickly that we, and, and the stream of consciousness happens 
And it's like you have to wrestle your attention back into the moment. And it's a practice. And this is why when we talk about meditation, if you have a morning meditation or an evening meditation or a both, that's practice for directing your attention, for bringing yourself back to the moment. And that's why it's a practice because it's never going to be perfect. But you always have to be in the process of doing it and getting better at doing it. There are mornings when I meditate, when it's all I can do to hang in there for like five minutes. It's all I can do. I am so like squirrel brained everywhere, everywhere. And then there are other days when I can sit for 12 minutes and I, and I, I come back or I, I get distracted for a few times. But again, it's day to day to day to day. And being in the moment without attachment to what the moment is and just accepting what it is. I, I use this analogy with my clients sometimes. Like, let's pretend that we were going to go to a movie and I'm not going to tell you what the movie is. You just have to walk in and sit with me in the theater. You, you just get to watch whatever it is that unfolds. That's what being... A present is like is not bringing those expectations, not bringing your past experiences. It's really hard to do that, right? To not bring your past experience. But that's what it is. It's the practice of working that muscle of saying, sitting quietly and just receiving what's in front of you and then responding, not responding in your mind ahead of time. It's such a such a beautiful skill to cultivate. Absolutely. I love what you just said. And, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Gabor. He's like one of my favorite human beings on this planet. And he always talks about how safety is not the absence of threat. It's actually um, presence and it's presence of connection. And when we are present with other human beings and we feel connected, we actually feel safe, right? And I don't know if anybody has ever experienced that in like in depth. I have most of my relationships, um, especially my close relationships are people that I feel super, super safe with. And I don't know if anybody wants to, or has experienced that and knows what I'm talking about, put a one in the chat because those are your people, guys. <laughs> like those are the people that you need to find, the ones that you feel deeply connected to, that you feel, feel safe around, the ones that you know you can share you can share your struggles and your challenges with you can be super present you can be vulnerable right and vulnerability i talk about it all the time i'm like the canadian version of brene brown and vulnerability for me is everything vulnerability is the foundation of belonging and love and joy and all of the greatest things and when you are around those type of people and you're in presence both parties are in present like you're being present with each other that is where growth happens and so i think we need to find those kind of people i finish at one and then i have to just do some editing so anybody else on stage if you want we have about 15 minutes and then we are going to close out the room for the day so now is your opportunity if you have anything to share. Hi, Tara. This is Hurricane Ed Scherzer. How are you guys? How are you? Hey, my sister from another mister. I absolutely resonate with Brene Brown being raised by a ton of, of women wolves in my life. Um, really gave me this impactful feeling of 
of being in the moment, being present, listening to all the chaos around me. I was the oldest grandchild and lots of sisters. My mom had lots of sisters. And so um, just trying to get a word in edgewise, I guess, made me this profound present person where I'm listening and just taking everything in. And after a 26 year military federal career, you know, I, I was in that place where I had to listen so much more than I had to speak. I was always waiting for my chance to speak, waiting for my chance to add in something and give insight. And when I did, it was usually really well um, put together, well thought out, and I and I added and contributed value to the crew. You know, I was always the crew concierge that, you know, made sure that we worked hard, but we played hard and everybody was present. And as I left, man, it was totally a different place. 20 of us would go to a, a, an event or and 10 of us would be in a room at a, at a meal. Everybody's on their phone. There was no camaraderie. There was no real deep connection anymore. And I realized I just wasn't in the right place. And, I, and I'd and i left, I feel, you know, a few years later than I should have. But as I went to Miami this past week, I went to a couple of my very first business conferences. As I'm taking all this years and years and years of, of experience, like Heidi has and, and many of you shifting and going into the business world, after a life of servitude, I realized these are my gifts to just be in the moment and show up and be profoundly present and just really listen and and really edify people. And when I did that at these couple of days of business conferences, people were like coming up to me. It was like I was a magnet. They just were like, you're so, um, have such great energy and, and you're just something about you and you just have this profound presence. And I wasn't really even doing anything other than just being my normal self um, really being in the moment, giving compliments is huge. I'm, I'm just, um, I'm a natural extrovert, but I'm such a deep thinker. My grandmother gave me the French, um, thinking man statue at eight years old. They called me little man. I was just so deep in thought all the time of how I could show up my best self in the world. And as I've been doing some really deep meditation practices throughout the pandemic, it started then in my transition and doing my own deep work. Uh, it's just been a, a totally different person. I showed up in Miami and my friends that I hadn't seen in a year and a half were like, you are a completely different person. And it really comes down from doing the deep work on myself really being profoundly present with where I am. And I call it a radical acceptance of things that I can't change or do anything about the past. That shame and guilt that Brene talks about, I went deep on all that. And, and being mindful and, and 100% self-aware. I call it my eagle eye awareness because I was an eagle in the Air Force for 26 years. My eagle eye awareness gives me that ability to recognize these thoughts and feelings that don't serve me is shit that I can't change about the past or fears and anxieties of the future that are just going to unfold and I'm going to be profoundly present and accept them as they come and know that I have everything it takes to make everything of myself where I am in that moment with who I'm surrounded with. Only I had this conversation with Barbara Majeski just a few days ago, just a hundred percent showing up and adding value and servitude to a place where I am valued. That's going to be my future. Thank you so much, Tara. I always learn and appreciate you. Thank you.
Oh, I love that. I love your energy. And I know that it's authentic. I can hear it in like the frequency of your voice. And I love what you just said. You said a couple of things that are like great. So the way there's a famous, I'm a practicing Buddhist. So I will tell you that there's a famous saying that the way out is the way in, which means guys, we have to do the inner work, which is the hardest work. It really is. Especially if we you know, are living in the frequencies of like apathy and grief and fear and shame. Like these are really low vibrating energies. And this isn't some woo woo guys. There is so much research on this. Like you can actually watch when they hook you up to, um, to their electronics, you can see the measurement in, in people's bodies. And I come from long history of trauma. A lot of people know my story here up on stage, which we won't get into, but I was wired in shame and fear and anger. So I was like somewhere between 20 and 150 megahertz in my body, which I am no longer at. I'm up near 500, 540. And the whole trick is, is to remove that energy, to recognize that we don't live in the past anymore, that we need to shift into the higher version of ourselves, the better version. And it happens through connection. It happens through, you know, leaning into who you truly are. Connection and community guys are wired into our DNA. Like we literally need it to survive, right? As infants. And what it allows us to do is thrive in our adult years and healthy connections do a lot of things, but they support the regulation of our nervous system. And it, you know, it creates like embodied feelings of safety and trust. Brene Brown talks about this all the time and meaningful connections, guys, they take time they, you know, like, and it's consistent. It's like this consistent practice that we have to do. It's not like one and done, it's consistency. You know, and as uh, as an adult, these connections that I have cultivated um, with the people that are around me, they take a lot of nurturing, you know? And I think if I look back in the last, at least the last year, right, of 2022, I've created some of the most beautiful connections, even here on this app. And I'm really, really enjoying the um, the discovery and the exploration, you know, of being part of like new communities and, you know, creating my own as well. Like we have a beautiful opportunity on this app, guys. Like if you're not taking advantage and looking at the people below you, beside you, if you're not like tapping into Hurricane Ed, like I love when he shares, I love your energy of your voice. I feel the authenticity. Like there are so many beautiful people on this app like tap on them, send them a message, tell them how much you appreciated their share. If they shared something valuable or send them a message and say, Hey, I'm looking forward to connecting in 2023. You know, how can I serve you? Don't go in there with, you know, what can I benefit from this? That right there is going to lead you down a path you don't want to go to, but come in there genuine. Like I reach out to at least five, 10 people a day on this app and say, Hey, how can I support your journey? And I mean it. Like I genuinely mean it. I never came on this app to monetize. Nope. I came on this app because it came out at a time when people felt alone and scared and isolated. And it has been one of the best decisions I've ever made because I have met some of the most incredible human beings, even some of them here on stage, like Pastor Jeff and Monica and Mary Lynn and Christina and Dora, who are my three little sidekick sisters here on this app. They do a lot of work in the back channels, which a lot of you guys on stage aren't even aware of. And they volunteer their time, all three of these ladies. And they do it because it comes from a servant's 
heart. These are the people that you need in your life. These are the people that make you feel more alive and more gifted and more valued and appreciated. So take the opportunity to tap on the faces on the stage in the garden of excellence below. Everybody here has a seat at this table and everybody has a gift to share. And we are so much better together. So that is my final share. Monica, if you want to take over or anybody has some final shares before we share some some news and send you off to the holidays. Sounds like someone has an open mic. Jump in there. Oh, it's Heidi. I just want to thank you, Tara. That was beautiful about the app and connection and community. And um, Ed, wow. Um, one thing you said, Ed, and I just want to reiterate was about listening and about um, not thinking about what I'm going to say while someone else is talking. And I have shifted and changed my listening skills over the last few years. And wow. And what I used to do was think about what I'm going to say while someone else was talking and therefore not hearing what they were saying. And I've become such a better listener because I'm I don't even know what I'm going to respond to unless I hear what they're saying, first of all. So to have the focus and the presence to hear someone talking, and even on this app, and especially when I moderate, I'm crystal focused, not multitasking, holding space and hearing someone. Um, and that's when I can respond effectively to what they're saying, because before... I was half in, half out, and I hear this and I see this, especially like my sisters or family or, you know, people that don't have those skills yet, and that's okay. I'm practicing by, and I sometimes even say, um, give me a minute, I'm just hearing what you're saying before I respond. And I talk out loud to myself like that, and then, wow, they know that they're heard and it, and it helps me build that muscle. So thank you so much. And thank you for this beautiful room. Uh, this is delicious. This is Heidi Wild. Back to you, Tara, or whoever was going to speak next, Monica. Thank you. Heidi, this is Monica. I'd like to pop in on what you just said about responding. That reminds me of um, sometimes we are reactive and, and um, reactivity is generally expressed from some old wound, some unattended pain, some trigger that we have inside of us when we are reactive. So here's a, a thing that I work with my clients on who, who tend to be, some of them who tend to be reactive in certain situations, is I'm getting them to practice taking a pause and articulating that pause. Exactly what you just said, which is when when you feel that reactivity when you're present in a conversation right you're doing your work you're right there you're in the moment you're like paying attention you're present and you feel the reactivity from something that transpires in the conversation and your instinct is to just react like say the thing whatever it is that comes out to your mind the quickest that is your clue to put your hand over your mouth if you have to and take a second or two to gather and say, you can say, I'm going to need a minute to think about how I respond to this. That is such a pattern interrupter. So what, especially if you find yourself in these, in these repetitive patterns of 
conversation with people and going into the holidays, y'all are going to be around your families perhaps, or around people that you don't see a lot and who, who you have an unhealthy dynamic with around conversation. If you find that you're in these moments, you don't have to dance. You don't have to do the dance. You can take a second and articulate. I will, I will take a second or I will take a moment or I will need a moment before I respond to that. That is a powerful pattern interrupter. So thank you, Heidi, for inspiring that thought in me. We have about two minutes left. Anyone want to jump in on that one? Any thoughts coming up around that or Tara? Yeah, well, that's Viktor Frankl's, one of his most famous quotes out of his book, right? It's that power lies in between your response. And so I do practice that daily, but I want to go back on something else that was said. It just actually popped in my mind. When we're spending this holiday with our friends and our family, um, it's really, really important for you guys to try and learn everybody's love language as well. This is something that I've done in my house. I've been doing it for years. I've been teaching other people how to do it. We all have different love languages. And so in order to be fully present, um, it'll actually work really well if you learn your children or your family member, your husband, your wife, their love language. Um, that's how they receive love. And so I encourage everybody to do that. I was trying to bring up Mr. C Rock, who was down here at the bottom of the stage, I think he might have left now. He always has such powerful shares, and I would love to hear his definition of presence. But that's it for me. I'm just, I'm really gracious and really grateful for all of you guys spending your time here. I saw you, Pastor Jeff. Did you unmute? I sure did, Tara. This has been such a enlightening segment. So thank you very much. I just wanted to add to the love language. I think it's also important for us to learn. Uh, people's learning styles so that as we have conversations with them, we can talk in the language of their learning style. So I happen to be an auditory person. And when a visual person talks to me using seed language, it's difficult because I have to translate the seed language into auditory language because I, I have difficulty seeing pictures in my brain. Or when you talk to a kinesthetic person who is a Philly person and you're talking C language, they're really not getting it because they respond most efficiently with feeling language. And so I think it's also important for us to spend the time, invest the time to learn uh, the four modalities or four learning styles. FARC makes a very good one at FARC.com. Back to you, Tara. And I wanted to say this real quick. Look here to everybody who's in the room. If nobody told you today, you have an absolutely beautiful smile. That's right. Pastor Jeff said you have an absolutely beautiful smile. Look, I know some of you don't believe me. So go get yourself in the front of a mirror. Smile at yourself. I guarantee you yourself is going to smile back at you. Take that as your deity saying you are wonderfully and fearfully made. Then go out and share that smile with the rest of the world because smiles are contagious in all languages and frowns are frightening. It's not Halloween, so don't frighten nobody. Everybody have a wonderful gratitude season. Back to you, Tara. <laughs> frowns are frightening. I love you. I love that share about the learning styles because that is so, so important. And I don't think actually we take the opportunity to do that. We talk about love languages all the time. But we don't usually talk about people's learning styles. So I love that share. You always come in here with such great stuff. So I'll just share a couple things and then we'll close up the room. Monica, I will pass you to Mike as soon as I'm done. So 
I also do want to mention, because we're talking about all this presence, guys, that, you know, when the most wonderful time of the year really isn't so wonderful for a lot of people, right? And I just, I really wanted this laying on my heart, and I do have to mention it before we close the room. This is, you know, the season for, like, smiling faces and really embodying Christmas spirit, right? Most of us, you know, are kind of in that lane. But, and if we fail at it, most of the time people, you know, refer to us as like the Grinch or, you know, we're just miserable people. But the truth of the matter is this season um, is a, a season of reflection for me. And I think about certain things like a mother who is celebrating this Christmas as a single mother for the first time, or, you know, parents or a single parent who is, helplessly watching their child battle some incurable disease and wonder if it's going to be their last Christmas or a loving couple who deeply yearn to be parents and open up presents with their child or a spouse who just lost their, you know, their partner to cancer or a child who's become detached from his family because they're known as the outcast or, you know, parents who struggle to pay the utility bills, let alone buy presents to put under a tree and for those who don't even have a tree. So most of us, we have family and friends to share this Christmas with, but there are a lot of people out there, guys that don't. There's, there's the moms out there who miss their son so deeply and hope that he will call or show up for Christmas every year. That is, that is me. And so I'm reminded, you know, and I want to remind all of you as we celebrate this occasion, we actually need to be very mindful of those who do not, consider this to be the most wonderful time of the year, right? And we need to be uh, maybe reminded that those, um, that there are people out there, those that are just, they're hurting deeply. And so I really want you to take into uh, account that there are people that, you know, are going to have a hard time this year. And so spend your time and your energy with those people because they need your presence probably more than anybody else. And so that is my final share. I do just want to mention a couple things as we close out this room, because this is Breakfast with Champions, and I don't want you guys to miss out on anything. For most of you, you do know that we have bwcdaily.com. You can subscribe for free. There's no more busting out notepads and pens and taking notes frantically while you're trying to do things while speakers are dropping gems. You can actually just subscribe for free and you will receive all the insights and notes from Ramon Ray and his incredible team that have cultivated bwcdaily.com. We also have bwcdaily.com slash prime. That's going to be launched in 2023. There is a waiting list. You can uh, put your name on the waiting list um, just by going to bwcdaily.com slash prime. We also have something pretty, pretty interesting. It is the new token. And I know that Dora, um, our beautiful Dora over here, she's headed this up. And this is something that is very, very new. It kind of landed on my lap the other day. It was launch day last Wednesday, I believe. Um, you can go to gary.club slash bwc and you can get a free token for anybody who wants one, you just go to the link and then I think you add in your name and your email and voila, you got a free token. And this is something that uh, Dora has been working on previously. Dora is an incredible human being and such a huge part of this community. The foundation of Breakfast with Champions, her heart is huge and she's always looking for ways to make everything better for everybody else here. So do do that. It launched last Wednesday. And then of course, what else do we have? We have the morning planner. 
So if anybody hasn't gotten their morning planner yet, Mr. Glendy's morning planner, which is like an encyclopedia, guys, it is massive. It's not like a some little thin book. It is heavy as heck. It is full of incredible stuff. You can get your morning planner at morningfiveplanner.com. And I think that's it. If I've missed anything, please somebody let me know. But I just wish you guys an incredible holiday season with your family, friends. And please, I encourage you to reach out to people who might be having a really, really hard time. That's kind of where my heart is today. 